What's up, everybody? We are back. I'm excited to uh, to be back, and of course, I can't be back alone. I gotta have my sister with me. So, Jesse, what's up? Hey, hello, everybody. Hello, brother. We are back, and I I always make the same corny joke, but bear with me. Reunited, and it feels so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we are here, people. And uh, Jeff, what are we going to talk about today? So, of course, you know, we we got to talk about the new trailer that's out for Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Somebody hit the alarm because that is so on what I want to talk about right now. I can't think of anything else. Oh, my goodness. I am. It's been, it's been occupying my brains. Yes, yes. I uh the first time I saw it, well, I got it. Well, let me ask you this before we go too far. How many times have you seen? It? <laughs> okay, at least 5. Mm. I stopped counting. I think around 5 times. Yeah, I think I've seen it at least 10 if not 20. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I have I, to keep watching it. I hear you. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to press the play button on the, on the uh, official trailer on YouTube. You know, uh, so frequently until until July, July twenty yes. second. It's so far, so far away. It's gonna come by closer. Remember when? Uh, I'm trying to think. What was the last movie I was like really waiting for? Candyman. Was yeah. was one that I was like, "What? It's in August. That's too far away," you know. And then, boom, it it arrived, you know. Yeah. So I think it'll it'll be here sooner than we than we expect. But I I totally feel that it does feel like you know. I wish that the date was, you know, like yeah. April twenty second. You know, that's a, that's a better date. That would be better. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, March twenty second. That would. Yeah, been March twenty. That would be the best. You know. <laughs> Okay, my first question to you is how do we get tickets to see this movie sooner than July? I know. Like how how do we make it into the circle of folks that get to preview these movies beforehand? Right? And like okay, look I know how. How is that's a good question. I'll do you one better. How do we become friends with that inner circle of Jordan Peele? I mean, how do we become friends with the man himself? Now that's that's the great question there. That's, that's I wish I knew. I, we need to figure that out. I wish I knew the answer to that. We need I to. Know, me too. Figure that um, out immediately. He is so amazing, and I, you know, I'm gonna try to not make it sound like I am, you know, kissing his ring or anything. But the man is so amazing. I mean, um, I I will admit freely, I missed the boat on Key and Peel when it first set sail, you know, when everybody was into it. I I don't know where I was. I just, it was not on my radar. I don't think I was watching much comedy at that time or much of anything. Um, but certainly these last two years, I have like dove deep into Key and Peel and again and again and again. You know, um, there are certain sketches on that show that I have watched probably 20 times, and that makes me laugh every time. Um, 
so I mean, I just think it's really quite incredible when someone who's so talented in one genre can completely flip and go to the other direction. Um, they say that comedy and like anger and fear are like two sides of the same coin, you know, and so that it makes sense. But um, it's still it's still quite something to see it play out. I mean, having gone backwards, like I started off being a fan by watching his movies and then going into his, you know, previous life as a, a comic. And there's so there's so many hints of horror in uh, in his sketches on Key and Peele that make the that make whatever sketch it is like so much funnier because it's mm -hmm. like referencing because it's like referencing movies and stuff. But um, I just I'm just such a huge, huge fan. I'm a fangirl for Jordan Peele and his movies, anything he does. So like, you know, uh, I'm so excited to talk to you about this uh, trailer. I'm so so glad we finally got to see it. I know. I know. So let, I I echo everything you you said. I I'm a huge Jordan Peele fan. So this is this is awesome. So let's go ahead and get into it. And, you know, like we see with his previous movies, this mm -hmm. one has some history in it. We get a history lesson very early on. Um, talking about, you know, black horse trainers in Hollywood. We get the uh, the clip of the first motion picture there. So, you know, and then we're introduced to Kiki Palmer and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so what what did you think seeing those two and kind of that history lesson that we got um, very early on in, in the trailer? I thought it was a really clever way to start the trailer off because immediately you're engaged. They gave you something really specific to kind of hook your hook your teeth into. Um, and there's something off-putting about Kiki Palmer's character. I mean, I don't know what you know her name is yet, but there's something very off-putting. And it kind of reminded me of the Step and Fetch It characters, mm -hmm. you know, um, from the early days of entertaining in Hollywood and stuff. And I was like, because she seems like to have that kind of motion to her body and that type of smile on her face, the way she's talking. Um, and then to see Daniel Kalula, like, you know, in the background, kind of correcting her and being the, like, the center of gravity, you know, with the horse in that scene. Um, I thought it was all very clever. Um, and the fact that we're seeing, like, uh, behind the scenes, like, we see the director and the cameraman and, and the crew, like, filming this little spot, whatever it is. Um, very clever, I thought. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a great way to start it out. Um, you know, we always get something deep from Jordan Peele. And obviously, you know, just, I don't know where this fits into the movie. I would imagine it fits in pretty early on, maybe. Um, but seeing this kind of start off the trailer and set the tone because that's what this does it sets the tone you can tell i think from the very beginning the night the dynamics between the two characters you know kiki palmer's character is 
high strung, or at least that's you know what she seems, and very you know showman esque kind of. And you know, I I think it's interesting the point that you bring up with you know step and fetch it. Uh, so you know you kind of get that kind of deal, and then Daniel's character, like you said before, he's just like. I don't know it's something eerie in ways about his demeanor and how he he just doesn't seem very interested or he feels very disconnected and you can even see that later in the trailer when you see other people panicking and their facial expressions his stays pretty calm i think for the most part i totally agree um his character seems like he just doesn't find anything like anything in his in his scenario amusing. Whereas she's, you know, we catch a glimpse later on in the trailer of her dancing in her house, very affected way of dancing, like as if she's being watched like by an audience, you know, um, kind of similar to her performance um, in that commercial or that spot that they were filming, um, and every single. Um, shot that we get of Daniel is like he looks like like he just doesn't find any any of this funny and almost like like he could even be like looked at like a he looks like he's depressed you know what I mean yeah. like um, like maybe he doesn't find anything funny you know um, but I guess we'll get to know Hopefully we'll, I mean, because you never know what how the, the story could go, but hopefully his character will get to find out like what it is that motivates him or or keeps him from, you know, kind of looking at, at all lively or happy. Um, I, you know, I was watching the trailer again and again and kind of looking for any, any clues that I might have missed, you know, that was... Like, okay, like before the, before the name Jordan Peele drops and the music kind of goes like, wow, wow, um, did I miss something because I'm too focused on the lettering that's dropping down from the top of the screen? Is there something going on at the bottom? Like, I don't know, were you able to find any, I, I didn't find anything in any, anything that I was, anything extra, you know, but were you able to see anything or did you find anything that maybe the rest of us missed? In that first few moments, no. I, I looked over and over again. I just thought it was interesting seeing the way everything shut down and mm-hmm. kind of that darkness that came over. Like even before the lights completely went off, there was a darkness that started hovering over. Uh, other than that, I didn't see anything else because I definitely looked over and over again because that's the other thing with these trailers that he drops is that he puts so much into it. I mean, throughout the movie, but he's very deliberate with how the trailers are put together. They, they mean something. So uh, I didn't see anything there, but I thought it was interesting that shot going from, Kiki Palmer in the house dancing and then kind of the realization that something's wrong and then Daniel's out there and 
I mean, you you immediately know like it's it's almost like he knew. Okay, something's off. This is not going to be good. Yeah, totally. Uh, there's like it's it's ominous, you know, the music cue where where it pulls everything that's happening like off the screen, like the and just the darkness comes. Um, I thought it was interesting to see that, like, if we're trying to make sense of like, like, okay, we wonder like what this movie is going to be about. Like, you get this sense of like, okay, maybe extraterrestrials because there's a lot of looking up at the sky. There's lights at one point that you can't really tell it, it could be a 16 wheeler coming from you know coming down a hill from far away or it could be a ufo in the sky hard to say but something bad is happening or is going to happen and then kiki palmer's character gets you know pulled up um, by the wind and the dust like into the sky mm -hmm. um reminds me very much of that movie fire in the sky which i never saw but i always wanted to see the, um, I don't know. Did you ever see that movie? It's been a very long time since. Yeah, I, I need to. Re I need to. I need to get back and and see that. Um, but I remember the commercials for that movie were, at the time in the '90s, were like iconic because it was like somebody being pulled up into the sky, and it was obviously about you know UFOs, etc. So it kind of reminded me of that. Um, but then when I was the last time I watched the trailer, I thought like, what if it's just a twister that happens that night? Maybe like maybe part of this trailer is like, you know, kind of psyching us out. Like we think that that's the whole of the story, but it's yeah. really not like it's part of the story. Maybe like like in Wizard of Oz, you know, the big twister comes, you know, early on in the show, you know, and takes drop takes up houses and drops them and people, too. So I yeah. wonder if that that could be something to psych us out. Um, w one image that's struck me right away the first time I saw it was those those wind sock people that are yeah. like placed you know like very carefully placed they're all colorful in the fields and they're all bending at the same time like and kind of moving back and mm -hmm. forth and it really because we know that Jordan Peele I mean he starts off this trailer but we know his other movies and they have to do with the history of of you know oppression of african-american and black people in this country i don't know i just read it it looked like people worked like working the, like slaves working the fields and i i don't think i'm too far off on that reference because it was they were even like those those wind people were even kind of placed like staggered yeah. but in an organized way so it looks really cool and it also looks really scary I, I, that's how i read it um so i'm i'm catching vibes of like you know we're going to have some of the familiar themes from his previous two movies you know in this one which is awesome because you know he does it well that's why we that's why we all like him so much um but there's a for me there's a big there's a big like i wonder what question like hanging over because we see people like looking at the sky. We see like the funky like dust bowl that takes Kiki Palmer into the sky. But there, but like what happens in one scene is in the darkness and the other is in the light. 
like with the cowboy with the mic on his face and the horse and the glass box next to him and the crowd like that's in the daytime which is totally has to be like a different day or a different part of the day than what happens in the evening when we see Daniel and Kiki's characters responding to the power outage etc so and then we see a horse person Jeff so what do you (laughs) what are you what's your take on that oh my goodness I mean you know I I think about a few things with with this horse person the first thing is we see the woman that has the horribly disfigured face yeah and you know kind of cut in that then we get this looks like a bloody fist or a hoof um you know kind of bumping knuckles with a baby and it's like okay that's weird and then you cut back and the woman with the disfigured face is sitting in the crowd and she has baby stuff beside her so it just makes me think are we getting something where horses are maybe being transformed into humans oh wow is is that what we're getting here because one of the things at the beginning of the trailer we get daniel saying to kiki what is a bad miracle i love that line i I, love that line yeah it's such a striking line and it's like okay what what is a bad miracle and i just keep thinking that maybe this woman is in mid transformation oh maybe, wow maybe that's why her face looks the way it does because if you look at the teeth and the way her mouth is it resembles a horse in some ways so is she mid transformation like that's that's immediately what i thought when i saw that baby's hand and then the hoof or the arm whatever it was mm. uh, that's immediately what i thought is are we getting are we getting transformations is there there's got to be a link between the horses and how they're treated and that's the other thing i think we have to look at is how the horses are treated they're very well taken care of uh, we see the the horse in the glass box so they're revered, I believe, in this movie. So what what does that play into uh, the overall theme and messaging and plot of this movie? Yeah, like are we are we looking at something like a Planet of the Apes type of movie? Um, you know, with that kind of theme, are we looking at like how are we looking at an examination of how people relate, how the human race has related to you know? Um, other sentient beings, which, you know, for our sakes are animals, animals, you know, people may or may not want to agree that, you know, they are sentient beings, you know, that they don't have souls, but they do. Well, I mean, that was in a way, the way that uh, black people were treated (laughs) early on in our history, right? They're like animals. People didn't want to believe that they had souls or that, you know, they had feelings. they were transported around and sold like, like horses are, you know, like animals are. Um, maybe it'll go down a, a, a street like that. Maybe it will be more esoteric. 
and there will just be like a race of alien horse people. I don't know. <laughs> but I want it like I'm really I think I'm super curious. Why is that horse in the glass box? Like, what is the show that that cowboy guy is putting on? that there's people there watching like what I was trying to I tried so hard to like catch anything like any writing on signage like behind the the audience um in that outdoor arena the small arena um to see if there's any hint of like what it is that they're watching or supposed to supposed to be like there for but I couldn't I couldn't see like I couldn't catch anything that was a giveaway um yeah I mean it just I wonder, there's a lot of roads that he could go down. I'm sure whatever he chooses will be um, super interesting. Just like, you know, again, it's just to repeat myself, but it's just, that's the part of his movies that I think will will have them really like live on um, for generations because it's just, they're so interesting. There's so many layers to them you know, and he's coming from an authentic place. That's, I think that's why Get Out resonated so hard with people all over the place, you know, and it made such a big splash because it just was so sincere and it spoke to all of us, you know, in our daily grounded lives. Right. Us was awesome, but it, it was a little too esoteric for my taste. I think it was a, a little too in love with symbolism hopefully mm. this hopefully this movie will kind of come back to a happy medium between the both where we'll get you know like sort of like this rich vocabulary of images that we can pick apart you know during and after the fact but also it will feel like it will register as quote-unquote real you know yeah yeah i think that's I to... sorry go ahead no i was just saying i think those are excellent points I have a, a really quick uh, scary story of something that happened to me when I was a very small child. My mother was going to uh, college um, when I was really little, you know, like a, from toddler to like whatever, um, six years old. And her college was this adorable small college and she would bring me with her you know, because obviously she's, you know, a student mom, so <laughs> she couldn't leave me alone. And we would go and I loved being at her college, the just the feel of everything, all the people it was very interesting, and the smells were nice. And she was, you know, she was always her happiest when she was there. So I was very happy too. But there was but once when, where I was well, like, I like, like, walking down the hallway with her in the middle of a group of people. Um, and I saw this man who had a hoof for a hand. And I bring mm -hmm. this up for obvious reasons, you know, because of what, you know, what you were just talking about and describing in the trailer. But I swear, that's what I saw. And it terrified me. I remember as a child, like heart stopping, you know, like terror. And I started crying and crying. And because he was coming towards us, you know, just kind of like along in the crowd and his hand his hoof or whatever was like kind of like his elbow was bent so it was kind of close to his chest and yeah. i was terrified and i just was like mom you know like mommy blah 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 and she was trying to you know 
convince me that that man couldn't possibly have a hoof or a hand. But I knew what I saw. And to this day, I stand by what I saw. I saw it was flesh colored, but it was just like a hoof. And I felt bad that I got so scared about it, but it was, but it was scary. You know, it was terrifying. And I wonder like what, that has become like sort of like a mini trend in like sort of like these elevated horror movies. Um, Cause I think of Midsummer, you know, uh, with, with the disfigured person, their face and whatever the story is in, in, uh, in Nope, whatever the story turns out to be. I mean, that image of the woman with her face who looks like a horse or something. And then that strange hoof hand, you know, doing the bump with the baby. It was just like too much. <laughs> it was a lot. I was like, what? And like, is it, is it okay to like, I mean, these are, you know, uh, created images are, are, I don't know. Part of me is like, should we be like getting scared by people who have disfigurements? Like, but it's always been part of horror. I mean, because it sort of reflects like our, our primal, our primal urge when we see something that deviates, you know, is to be scared of it. Yeah. specifically like if it's has to do with our visage or our limbs you know what i mean because we recognize that as we're animals we recognize that as something's wrong right so i don't know it, he, he used those he uses those things very very uh strategically very intelligently because it throws you off man it gives you a sense that something is wrong and it's gonna be more wrong things coming you know yeah, it's just like you, you used the word earlier, ominous. Yeah. It's just like there's this feeling that just comes over you and it's yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I have to ask you about this too. Aliens. That's where a lot of people are going. There a lot of people are saying that nope actually means not of planet Earth. Oh, I hadn't Which, heard of that. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Um, but we have to talk about the aliens. We so that shot where we were at that rodeo or whatever it was. Um, we got like a shot of the little merch table and it had aliens on it. Um, like little alien figures, and then it had like an alien mask. Um, and then we get that shot where Daniel has his his phone in hand. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that too because he had a flip phone, but we'll talk about that. Oh. Um, but he has a he has his phone in hand, and then we see that figure with a large head that resembles those aliens um, coming around the corner. We just get the top of the head, but um, do you think it's as obvious as that? Or, I mean, do you think that there's something else going on with the aliens that we potentially get? That's a good question. Um, maybe I overthink things too much, but I wonder if we're supposed to think of that, right? Because of all the stuff you just described, because the, everyone's looking up, even the camera, like we have a, an image of like a security camera looking up, you know? Um, so we're supposed to get this feeling of like something's coming from the skies, which can only be aliens. Um, 
I don't know though. I wonder. I wonder, like you said, like could it be something could it be something where um could it be with just like weather related and that's what they're but that's what they're pushing in the trailer? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where the real terror is something that we're doing like here, like you said, like maybe a manufacturing of human horse people you know <laughs> like yeah. i don't know I, I i want to think immediately i want to think yes this is his this is his uh alien horror movie this is awesome this is like you know uh the genre that he hasn't really touched yet um i i think it's just too many questions i think that it it we're meant we're, we're definitely he, he's trying to bring us to that conclusion for sure whoever edited the trailer for sure you know but that's I mean that's kind of it's to me it's more ambiguous because because they start with the whole talking about the horses and the and the you know the black link to horse training in Hollywood like I kind of feel like it's going to be something about like show business African Americans and horses you know that's because the horse figures so much throughout the whole trailer I mean and at one point it it imitates the, you know, the early images of the man on the horse, the horse that breaks free from Daniel, like just is doing the same, like the same image, you know? So I wonder. Yeah. That's all, all questions that we want to have. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Do you think this takes place now or do you think this is like early 2000s or something like that based on the fact that we have daniel's flip phone and that kind of thing i think i think the flip phone like definitely brings brings like early 2000s in mind you know because even people who maybe don't like don't give two craps about keeping up with technology they just need a phone that works it's like at this point it's harder to find a phone like that than it is just to get like a a regular flat phone like the rest of us have you know so i wonder like it could be that that's like a little sign pointing to like this is supposed to take place like maybe you know around like the turn of the century yeah right Uh, or the new millennium or whatever they called it back then y2k or whatever um but i think that it's smart in kind of keeping at least like when you go to kiki's house and you see her dancing and you see daniel in the shots like in the darkness and stuff they they keep a lot of the technology out of those images like she's listening to a record and drinking bourbon or whatever you know like in a crystal glass like that could be you know from like 50 years ago or from today it that's not gonna have that's not it's not dated you know um and the what is it like the little the little show that the cowboy and the the glass horse are in like mm-hmm. that could be like that looked like it could have even maybe been from the 90s you know right so i don't know it would be you know it would be really cool oh my god if they were like if they did like a you know like a time thing where like they show you that something that, that like with aliens if it's aliens like it happened in like the 1990s and then that happened again like you know what i mean like in this time period and then now like that would be so cool but speculation people just speculate (laughs) yes but good good speculation i like that 
Yeah. Are you, is, are you, is there something particular about the trailer that you were really looking forward to seeing pay off like the story, like a storyline or getting an answer to like the riddle of some of these images? Is there something in particular that strikes you that you feel like, wow, I can't wait to see what happens with X. I want to know more about the history of the family and their horse training business. Like I really yeah, want the yeah. backstory there. And why yeah. Daniel is the way he is. That's cool. I what didn't really you? I hadn't really thought of that uh in that sense of like the whole family. Yeah, it'd be interesting for sure. Now you got me thinking, now I really want to know the story behind the, the family. Um I'm really curious. I think the image that struck me the most um was the little like horse show that they're having yeah because it's like the light in that scene is so bright and it's just that's what it feels like you know when you're outside in sunshine like that if you it it looked like that you know it just I, i felt like that image really married well um and like why is that horse in a box you know what i mean what is it that that guy is like he seems to be like the the ringleader of whatever show it is that they're putting on. Like, what's the show? What are they doing? Like, why is he, why does he have like one of those like face mics, you know, that you, you put on your ear, like, and why is that horse in a box? And why are those people like, it doesn't even seem like it's a very well attended event, whatever's going on. And so I'm like, you know, who are the people that are there and like, why are they there? And why aren't there more people there? Um, so I'm kind of really curious about that and about the wind, the windsock people. I, yes. don't know, I don't know what they're called. Like, I, I, I don't know if that's like, do they have a real name in real life? Like, I don't know. They're just like the weird bendy wind people that people put in front of like yeah. car dealerships and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, they had some kind of cool thing on a uh, family guys, like, wacky wavable inflatable something guys or something like that they called them so <laughs> nice um another movie that we that we actually covered nightcrawler has a great quick like quick break where they they shoot they're shooting like um one of the windsock people and it's but the way that they filmed it the they, I think it's kind of like they drained the color mostly out of the scene. So it's like desaturated mm-hmm. and the, the, the movements were so jerky and it happened like at a play at a spot in the movie where things were getting like really crazy yeah. and it just was so damn scary. It yeah. really was like it was. And so I'm like, I'm happy when people who are uh, when people are creating using images, like really like just nothing images stuff that you just drive by that are so pedestrian you know and they they really turn it into something more than it is like in this movie i mean imagine if someone was like okay um use those wind people in a really creative way and you know you'd be like i don't know (laughs) i don't that's how i'd be like i don't know what am i supposed to do with this like I don't know, like knit them into like a big tarp. <laughs> I don't know. But like, but, you know, of course, Jordan Peele uses it and it looks like, 
you know, a bunch of slaves in a field. <laughs> like, right. So yeah. cool. Right. Or like, you know, um, Dan Gilroy uses it and in, in Nightcrawler and it becomes this, you know, object symbolizing the terror that we're feeling at that scene. You know, like it's crazy. Like I, I love that. It's awesome. It, re- it really is the symbolism. What they can do with the most generic thing or something you don't even think can bring that creativity. It does. It's, it's right. all. It really is. So that's why we so that's why we need to become friends with Jordan Peele. Yes. Because we can talk we would be able to talk about these things with him. See, we understand, you know, his vision. <laughs> so yeah. uh if he's out there, drop us a line, give us a call. Yeah, know? we're we'll we'll make ourselves available. Yeah. We're <laughs> here for you. <laughs> Jeff, I am super excited to see this movie. We have a little bit of a long wait <laughs> until it comes yeah. out. Um, I will throw in there, though, that until then, in May, we have um, Doctor Strange in the mal- in the Multiverse of Madness yes. to, hold us o- to hold us over. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that another time. But that trailer was also berserk. And... Um, something to keep us you know keep us to keep us over while we're waiting for nope to come out that's right that's right one i'll throw in if you're into the slasher stuff um the new texas chainsaw comes out on uh as of as of our recording it comes out friday february 18th so whoa yeah, so if you want to see that, it comes out then. It's it's gonna be on Netflix. So oh, it's oh, it's still going to streaming. Yeah, yep, just, oh, net, wow. just straight to Netflix. Wow, I I saw I I watched like a little bit of the trailer for that. Um, yeah. because that story is just way too interesting. I just, but also at the same time, way too terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, it's terrifying, and I they what they did with this is they went the route of Halloween and instead of trying to reboot it or go to a different time spot in it, they, they went to now. So what are things oh. like now? They, they skipped ahead however many years from the original to, to now. And um, like, how are things now? And wow. I find that interesting that they do that kind of forget about the sequels and, go directly from the original to present day i like those bold moves yeah especially in the well-established franchise you know especially one that i mean that dates back to the 70s and that's that's the standard that you know that they hold so many other movies to so good good for them good for them taking you know trying something new absolutely well this was fun. So much fun. And we gotta do it again soon. <laughs> we will. Good. Good. So I'll let you uh I'll let you sign off and say a farewell for now to the folks out there. Farewell for now, folks. We will see you again soon. Thanks for listening. I'm Jesse Nope Drew with my brother <laughs> Jeff the attorney for movies 
all movies, not just horror movies, but all movies. All movies. All movies. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Game over.